Soundscapes. A Mystic Soundscapes netcast. The latest news in the world of new age music, concert updates, artist interviews, contests, and more. Presented by Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio. Because life sounds better. Chill. And now, Escapes. Hey everybody, it's Pete. Welcome to Escapes number 34 for May 30th, 2008. By the sound of things, you can probably tell I'm not in the studio today after that last batch of three podcasts had to get away for a bit. So I'm recording the show this afternoon from the sunny beaches of New Mexico. This is so great. I should do this all the time, really. Great show for you today, by the way. You are going to love this interview with Lizbeth Scott and Greg Ellis of Biomusique. I had the good fortune of conferencing these two together on the phone, and it was a lot of fun, and I think you're really going to enjoy that. That's coming up in just uh, Hold on a second. Somebody's coming. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? I noticed you were playing some pretty chilled out tunes over here. You mind if I hang out and catch some rays with you? Oh, sure. Plenty of room here. <laughs> Have a seat. Hey, uh, I like your uh, flossy thong thing there. Oh, thanks. It's Calvin Klein. I couldn't resist. Does it make me look fat? No, not at all. It really uh, brings out your form. Hey, would you mind rubbing some suntan lotion on my back? Uh, not at all. It's what I do. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, oh, sorry, did I get you in the eye? No, I think it went in that guy's drink over there. Let's hope he doesn't notice. <laughs> so what's your name? Uh, I'm Pete. Bambi. Well, it's nice to meet you, Bambi. You know, we gotta stop meeting like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hate it when I wake up before the good parts. Where the heck am I? Oh, right, music, podcast. Got something brand new for you. This one's fresh off the new release by Heath Vircher. I went over to uh, Heath's MySpace page a few weeks ago and was blown away by what I heard. Definitely not something I expected to hear from Heath, because I'm used to the solo piano stuff, maybe a little bit of embellishment there, but this blows things wide open for this boy. You're gonna love this album. The CD is Soulfire, and this track's called Heart Spark.
That's Heart Spark off the CD Soul Fire by musician Heath Vircher. We're going to have Heath back on the show in just a few weeks to talk about the incredible music he's created on this latest release. In the meantime, visit Heath online at heathvircher.com and see him on MySpace at myspace.com slash heathvircher. A quick update for you from the Mystic Music blog at radiomystic.com. Lori Cunningham of No Escape fame in preparation for her debut album release has changed the name she'll be recording under to better reflect who she is. So instead of No Escape, she'll now be known as... Lori Cunningham. Excellent choice. Watch for Lori's new CD out this summer. She's on MySpace at Lori C. Music. New Mexico Music Awards held this past weekend here in Albuquerque. Congratulations to Jeff Metling and Alu. The band walked away with two awards at the show. Best Remake for the track Scarborough Fair and Best New Age Contemporary Musical Production for Walking Through Time. Alu also performed live at the show and you can check out pics of the event on myspace.com slash Alu. That's E-L-U. New from Spectacle Entertainment is the CD Sirens, featuring some of the most beautiful female voices in the industry today. Zoe Johnston, Lizbeth Scott, Echo Stream, Christy Thirsk, and also featured is the track Skimming Stones by Sleep Thief and Christy Hawkshaw. Info's over at myspace.com slash spectacle entertainment. You've heard tracks from his work Vertigo on Radio Mystic. Now musician Stephen Peppo says a new album is on the way, which features a more new age sound. Watch for it this summer. Get the details at myspace.com slash Stephen Peppos. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-P-E-P-P-O-S. And as always, catch the latest music news on the Radio Mystic music blog. Get there by visiting our homepage at radiomystic.com. Music is a new duo formed by two incredible musicians who've recently joined forces. Vocalist composer Lizbeth Scott, you've heard her work from Passionate Voice, Dove, and the State of Grace series on Radio Mystic. She's also provided vocals for video games and movies like Munich, The Passion of the Christ, Shrek, and the Chronicles of Narnia series. Percussionist Greg Ellis, our listeners will know Greg from his work in the duo Vus, as well as his solo CD, Kalarupa. He's also done percussion for such movies like 300, Fight Club, The Matrix 2 and 3, and the just-released Iron man Lizbeth and Greg welcome to the show thanks very much Pete thanks it's kind of a long intro I think we're out of time now so we just got to shut down here (laughs) (laughs) now I got to tell you when I heard the two of you were collaborating I knew I had to get a copy of this album the CD is called the 10,000 steps it's even better than I imagined it would be a beautiful piece of work here how did the two of you guys meet and decide to work together as biomusic um Greg do you want to do that designated a backstory teller so yeah it's um basically it's it's kind of i think your take on it Pete. we were very excited to have the opportunity to work together as well and i've worked on um a few of Lizbeth's solo cds and she's obviously had you know had heard my stuff and i think originally when i was approached by cosmic to do this record our record company they were just so excited to have me and Lizbeth work they actually signed us without any of the biomusic songs actually fully written it was really based on the strength of us working together and I think originally what I wanted was to really have Lizbeth's uh, cinematic voice be heard in an original collection of material because most of her her own material was more from singer-songwriter form and um, this voice that she has soaring over all these movies has never really been captured (laughs) by her on her own stuff so I really wanted to give her that opportunity and also it just suits my music so perfectly as well so it was just a real perfect blend of styles I think that just happened to be at the right time we were able to come together you know you're powerful when a label will sign you without even hearing it that was pretty good <laughs> that was <laughs> we, were, 
<laughs> so we walked away and we said, did we just get a deal? <laughs> now let's talk a little bit about the process you guys go through in creating the music for this album. I've heard that you both really enjoy improvising, so can I assume there's a lot of spontaneity going on with this album? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we Actually, every song was sort of a different process, but... Um, there was a lot of improvisation and, uh, involved. Um, a lot of the vocal tracks that you hear were just the first time that I came up with a lyric or a melody and just laid it down right away to Greg's track. And um, Really? Wow. Yeah, he was very encouraging about that as well, and I would be the one saying, yeah, but what about the song structure, and what about... What about the chorus? What about... <laughs> 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 shouldn't I redo these lyrics? And he was saying, no, 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 just leave it. <laughs> leave it, that's what I want. And I kept saying, are you sure? <laughs> so um, it was a really, really great process. Sometimes he would have tracks that um, he, you know, very clearly wanted to turn into something. Sometimes I had some... And, uh, yeah, each track sort of had its own process of becoming what it is now that you hear. So basically, you just, you, you listened to the tracks, and then you just started going with what you felt. Yes, yeah. Wow. Each yeah, she would really, she, lyrics and, and melody, I mean, would, would really come within the first uh, few minutes of, of hearing what I had laid <laughs> down. The time, I think, in usually arranging a piece of music is spent upon deciding where things go, and I didn't want her to be distracted by that, so... I just said, just sing what you're feeling, and I'll place it later. I'll take it and, and, and arrange it yeah. later. But what you're really hearing on all her vocals are her um, her instinctive kind of responses to what was being heard. Unbelievable. You'd think you have, like, experience at this or something, you know? It's great that you did that because, you know, listening to, to this album, The 10,000 Steps, and I've, I've heard it many times over the past few weeks, just it's such an organic listening experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really seems like the two of you held true to that throughout the entire process of creating this album. Yeah. It's almost like a healing CD. When you listen to it and you really feel refreshed after you hear this. Mm, that's great. Yeah, we've gotten that response from most anyone we've talked to about it, and that was fully intended. We really wanted this to be a balance, I think, to so much of the kind of, I think, forced music out there and, this, and, and repetitive music, where it's really something that's fed into some kind of mechanical process, and then that eventually will start leading the direction of the music and ultimately the result and I think that a lot of listeners aren't even aware at the the amount of kind of synthetic frequencies they're they're really absorbing when they hear music and so I think my whole approach has always been obviously with the live drums and the real rhythm that I know it's it's such a greater experience and it's truly what music was was meant to be is this real-time organic experience of hearing these frequencies of real instruments and this was something I think as we got into it, you know, it was just very clear we couldn't do any kind of manipulation that wasn't natural on this. So we really let it kind of grow uh, right in front of our eyes. And this is really, this is a, a completely natural CD sort of a thing, right? I mean, there's no, there are yeah. no no synthesized tracks or anything. Not at all. Not, and, not, and certainly nothing that where the synthesized tracks, I mean, there may be a synthesizer in terms of being played, but it's played live in real time. It's not sequenced. There's right. no click track. There's no mechanical rhythm that's leading any of these songs. So they completely breathe naturally right and you know in listening to the cd sometimes we forget and i only remembered after hearing this that we forget that these types of sounds are really possible 
you know, because there is so much. <laughs> seriously. Without electronics. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's like it's all electronic and digital these days, so it's really nice and refreshing to hear something like this. We have to remember the electronics are trying to copy us. You know? Right. <laughs> we came first. I think that a lot of musicians forget that. That it's like, no, you're still a musician here. You know, you still can play that part over and over if you want to. You don't have to loop it every four bars and really allow that journey of your own playing experience to be also part of the energy of a, of a piece of music. also get back to the lyrics on the CD. Elizabeth, you wrote the lyrics as well, and, and we talked about how you actually went through the process there with your vocals, but how did you come up with the lyrics? What, what is your process? Uh, what do you see in your mind, or what do you do to come up with them? Um, well, let's see. I'm a very visual person, so as soon as Greg would play um, three seconds of a track that he was working on, I would immediately start seeing something, or the lyrics would just present themselves. So, that is normally the way I work. I love to work really fast and um, be very immediate and um, just let it flow. And I literally feel like I open up my head and just let what's coming in come in. <laughs> wow. Now, the great thing about working on this project was that I knew um, after a few tunes, I knew I wasn't going to have to come back to the lyrics. It was just, <laughs> okay, that's what, that's what this song is and that's what it is saying and um, let it go. Right. It was exactly what I wanted to say, and I wanted to have any listener experience um, the, the, the sort of depth that I hint at in the lyrics in many different ways. So. Right, right. Well, that definitely comes yeah. through. It just, like I said, it's an amazing CD, and it's it's way more than I even dreamed it could be. Thank you for the experience, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, there's Our such pleasure. a wide variety of instruments uh, that you're both playing on the CD. Could you guys talk about that a bit, and maybe some of the specific items you use to create the sounds? Yeah, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, obviously for me, every track starts usually with uh with a rhythm with with the drum and on this cd it just wasn't the case and i think it was again the ability of working with a voice like lizbeth's and knowing um how much space that can really be uh occupied with and it kind of left the space in the tracks for me to not rely solely upon just the, the the rhythm and the drums to be my compositional expression as well so dulcimer and trumpet and guitar all these instruments I've used in my own work for years, rarely do I use it on something that, that is released because it's a very private uh, form of exploration for me playing other instruments that, uh, that I wouldn't normally play live or I haven't necessarily, I think, achieved the same level of mastery on that I certainly have with my, with my drums. So I really took a melodic approach that I hadn't done in quite a while on this record, which was just, uh, again, a great kind of opening for me. I think where Lizbeth was challenged with breaking out of the safe form that she maybe knew in her own writing, I was really challenging myself of breaking out of just having the drums and the rhythm be what I do. So um, right. again, I think that was just trust on both our levels to really let us do every sound that we wanted to hear. Originally, we were going to think, we, we thought of maybe bringing in some other musicians or wouldn't it be great if, and we just kept looking at ourselves and our instruments that we have and just said, well, why? Why can't we just do this all ourselves to really let this be as pure an expression of what we feel is possible? And it just continued. We really just didn't have the need for any other um, energy to enter in. So 
live we will be using other musicians to supplement the sound and we have some great players we'll be using together live and we're very excited about opening it up but I think the studio journey for us since this music wasn't necessarily written yet we really had to find it for ourselves and be clear that this is what we're feeling at this moment. Right, I think that minimalist approach really fits the album as well, too. Mm, yeah. Are you the type of guy, being a percussionist, do you walk around just banging on things to see what they sound like? That's, yeah, everything's an instrument. <laughs> 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 everything's okay. an instrument. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, the, the, like, for instance, the, um, the, the first thing you hear on the song Tender Green, uh, I had someone ask if they were some... Some, it sounded like some Balinese bells or something, and they're actually clay pots from the Home Depot that I went and bought because <laughs> uh, I ran out of sounds on one album I was working on my own, and I just needed something different. I always remember they sounded good, so I went to Home Depot, found six of them that are in tune, and that's what you're hearing on that song. So really, anything can turn into it. I'm, I'm just about the sound, and it doesn't, the source of it is, is almost incidental for me. The only sound I know is banging on top of a computer monitor. That's, that's a bit... <laughs> No. If you ever need that in an album, I can provide it. obviously do a lot of film work is there a difference in the way that you approach a film project versus an album project like uh, by music's 10,000 steps absolutely um, when we're working on film projects normally we're working with other composers we've just done one where we um, didn't have to do that but normally we're working with someone else's vision and their idea of what the sound is of the score and to work within that is really thrilling because you can you have a little structure, and in within that structure, you need to figure out how do you find your own creativity and expression. And I think Greg and I both enjoy that challenge. But the, the great thing about working on this project was we didn't have anyone telling us what to do except for us. So if we wanted to make a song eight minutes, great, let's do it. <laughs> you know, and if we wanted to stand the same chord for five of those minutes, great, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and that also applies to all the other elements. If we want to stack 30 tracks of vocals, no problem. If, if you know, if this comes in there and out there, it was, it was so nice to just have each other to listen to and trust and and in that way, we sort of opened up all the doors and windows and said, whatever you want to do, great, and whatever you want to do, great. So it was a fantastic experience. And that attitude really comes through on the album. Of, I mean, you can tell how relaxed you guys were doing this because it. when you listen to it, you're totally relaxed. Yeah. I don't want to say your album puts me to sleep, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is relaxing. So. Yeah. Good. Um, Good. What advice would you give to other musicians and vocalists who may be looking to get into the film work, since we're talking about the film work? Is it really a matter of who you know more than anything else? I think you have to have something special to offer, first of all. I think there's a lot of musicians that can play brilliantly, and music uh, for film is not reliant solely upon your technical ability. You have to be, at some level, a composer yourself, I think, to really be effective. So even if someone is giving me a rhythm in a song that they've or in a cue they've already created for a film i still have to know the sounds that are going to work and the compositional elements of of the sounds i use to really offer something because it's not about you you're you're basically you're limited to the narrative of the film and that is king over anything else in the film world so right. um i think a lot of probably younger players i certainly did this when i first started getting into the the film side of of music 
I just thought I had to be a great player and I could, you know, read what they put in front of me and all that. But you really need, I think, a, a special voice to have offered. And then it comes down definitely to who, you know, I think the first thing for both of us is connecting with directors that may have heard our individual music or heard us, saw us live or something. And that's certainly how it was for me. That directors started hearing Voss and knew that what I was doing had a cinematic quality. And so they started hiring me for that. And then it's just word of mouth pretty much after that. I wanted to ask you guys too about the uh, the album artwork. It's beautiful artwork uh, on the cover. Yeah. There. T- tell me a little bit about that. Our friend Raj Naik, who is um, a, someone I've known for over a decade and has been this interesting character in my life. I'll see him, you know, maybe just a few times a year, but it's always kind of you know synchronistic meetings or uh, you know real meaningful interaction. And, and he actually introduced me to the president of Cosmic Records of our record company. He was a friend of his. And he said, you know, I think this guy would really like your stuff. And I, I said, well, if, if you can get him to my studio, that I won't go to an office for a meeting. I, 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 <laughs> I, that, I was thinking that I wasn't sure if he was really on the level or not. And I was kind of just, yeah, right, I'll meet with the guy if he comes here. <laughs> and a week later, Raj brought him over here. And so he really made this happen. This music wasn't, uh, wouldn't be heard right now if it wasn't for Raj. He's a wonderful graphic designer, a beautiful artist and photographer. And when it came down for the artwork, we were both, Elizabeth and I, just adamant that, that Raj do this and, and we had a couple ideas but he really he ran with it this is completely his vision totally 100%. his vision it is and beautifully we embraced it wholeheartedly because it's exactly what we did with each other and we said well we can't start now can we we can't start telling someone else what to do <laughs> so uh, it, again I think it's it's part of this whole process I think there's if you really are committed to an organic process the right people the right energies come around and we'll start really uh, you know reinforcing that and, and Raj was the, the final step for us on this record that just really I think uh, he just nailed it exactly what the mood yeah. of the record is really brings forth the, the feeling of the album a lot of the artists that we're dealing with these days they seem to be collaborating left and right and everybody's teaming up to do stuff uh, as you guys have in your opinions what are the most important things that need to happen for two artists like yourselves to be able to create a successful project like the 10,000 steps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mo- oh, too hard <laughs> Well, I, I think because it's such, it's something that re, you really can't talk about. It's, it's, I, I don't think it's anything that can be discussed because I've tried so many times, on, uh, you know, of, of working with musicians that I've either known for years or, uh, you know, love their style, and for some reason it just doesn't work. I think it really is those magical things, like any relationship, that it happens when you least expect it. Almost. That's a good point. And there's no way to really pinpoint what that thing is that allows you to create together. I really maybe when you find that out, it, it it almost kills it in a way because I think yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what we're looking for to find out what is the purpose of our meeting. So let's keep writing songs until we figure this out or something. I don't right. know. I think there's something. <laughs> it, it, it's it's much less literal than than just thinking who it is or what they've done or what they play. I think it's 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 on a much more kind of a uh, you know almost a destiny level like that.
the CD release party go? I know you guys had that last week. Mm, no, that was fantastic. A lot of fun. It was really, really packed. Um, lots of great people there, and we um, were very honored to have Ginger Shankar playing double neck violin with us that night, which wow. was wonderful. And um, everything went beautifully. Yeah, the live set was just great. We really, for the first time, could see how this uh, how this music can open up live. So we're we're very excited about getting that to be the kind of the new form of how this music is heard as well. Right, and there's such a great buzz on this album, and for good reason, I believe too. Oh, that's it's good to hear. I'm really glad. So yeah. I, I just we just hope that you know it, as many people can hear it because it's going to be good for them to hear. I think. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, what are your future plans for Biomusic? Where do you see this all going? Any live shows or other different projects you'll be doing together? Yeah, we have a lot of live shows planned, and we're there are more coming in all the time. The summer is um, we'll be in and out with um, live performances, and well, the way I think of it is we've started our partnership, and it's just going to keep going from this point on. Now we really. Um, love doing things like scoring films together which recently someone had approached Greg about scoring a film and we've done a little bit of work on that uh, and we want to do more of that kind of thing and in addition to really opening up our live performance aspects of this particular release and of course creating more releases you know in the future that's great I hope to catch you guys live soon and also I, I really would like to talk to you about scoring a home family video of mine (laughs) <laughs> I know you'll Sin probably be expensive. But deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good director. All right. <laughs> the duo, folks, is Biomusic and uh, Greg Ellis, Elizabeth Scott. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with me today. Oh, you're so welcome. Keith, thanks for the call. The album's yeah, called uh, The 10,000 Steps. It's available right now. Where can people go to pick up the CD before we wrap up? Um, well, online, of course, Amazon. Um, uh, hard copies are at Barnes & Noble and Borders. And uh, I'm sure other any music retail outlets there but I know the Barnes and Noble borders and uh, of course online is definitely the spot right now to find it okay and also you guys are uh, both available online first is Biomusic uh, at biomusic.net and on mm-hmm. myspace.com slash biomusic and then uh, could you each give me your, your individual websites and if you're on myspace as well sure my um, website is Lizbeth at, uh, sorry lizbethscott.com and it's L-I-S as in Sam B as in boy E-T-H-S-C-O-T-T and on my myspace page they, the URL got screwed up so it's myspace slash lizbethscott.com Right. <laughs> a dot. So I'm in the process of trying to change that, but for the moment, that's what the address is. Seems to be the trend these days. Everybody's MySpace pages are getting kind of screwed up, but uh, that's all right. It yeah, is, a, it is a great resource, though. Well, which it is, is why I don't have a MySpace page, but <laughs> <laughs> I do have a website. <laughs> um, is, is rhythmfarm.com, and that's R H Y T H M P H A R M. It's Rhythm Farm, like Rhythm Pharmacy. And uh, that has. Um, I think the closest thing to my website and certainly uh, the, the, what I'm about and what other projects I'm doing as well. So um, that's the place to find us. Awesome. <laughs> We're going to send everybody there and hopefully you'll sell out all the CDs and have to make more. Ah, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Greg and Elizabeth, it's been such a pleasure to talk with you guys today. I wish you guys a lot of success with Biomusic and all your upcoming projects, okay? Thank thanks you so much. much. From the CD, The 10,000 Steps, here's Biomusic with Ananda.
Ananda, the first track off the CD, The 10,000 Steps by Duo Biomusique, that's Greg Ellis and Lizbeth Scott. A big thanks to Costa Communications and especially Melissa over there for helping us set up the interview today. Be sure to grab this album, it's something you want in your collection. Biomusique, you can check them out at biomusique.net. Also on MySpace at myspace.com slash biomusique. Uh, before I wrap up, I want to mention uh, quickly that at the beginning of the show, of course, in my dream state, you heard the wonderful and relaxing sounds of the ocean. Uh, that is actually from the Sounds of the Ocean CD by a good buddy of mine, Anthony Mangano. I hope I pronounced that right, Anthony. I, I still... Is that wrong? I know you said it's Mangano, but is it... Are you sure? I know it's your name and everything, but I just feel that I'm just mispronouncing things all over the place here. Anyway, be sure to visit Anthony's uh, homepage on the internet at myspace.com slash sci-fi podcast one. Also, do yourself a favor, check out Anthony's podcast, the Sci-Fi and Fantasy Podcast, of which I am a huge fan, and I know you will be too. All right, that's a wrap for Escapes number 34. That makes like four podcasts this month. I'm ecstatic. It's a record, especially for me. Don't expect four every month, though. I think we're going to settle into maybe two shows a month from here on out. Uh, but more great interviews coming your way over the next few months. We'll have musician Heath Vircher back on the show talking about his new Soul Fire release. One of my favorite guitarists, Dave Wyke, will be here. Also watch for Lori Cunningham, Corey Carruthers, and lots more. And as always, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day or evening to check out our podcast. For Escapes, I'm Pete Havey. Escapes.